Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, season 11, episode 283. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Parekh. And uh, we got a great show for you today. We actually have quite a few articles, a really good variety of articles. Not much about he who, is, who must not be named, but one or two, maybe. Well, and of course, we, uh, touch tech on his, we touch on his thing that... Uh, yeah. Yeah, we we made, it's a it's a brief casual mention uh, in there. So yeah. um, by the way, when has it been that we haven't had a great episode for our listeners? It's been a long I time. I mean, there was there was one back in uh, 2017 when 2017. I, I don't even know. I'm just making stuff <laughs> up at this point. I got I have no idea. Right so. when we started, basically. Yeah, it's actually it's actually yeah. those three episodes that we recorded right. that we and never, never released. released. Those are the ones. And yeah, you listeners have you never heard them. You don't want to know. Maybe so, one day, someday, way mm. in the future, we will yeah. release those gems because we have them. <laughs> All right, uh, let, let's let's dive in. I'm I'm actually really interested to see to hear your thoughts on this first one because uh, I feel like this is the kind of thing that we should be for, and I'm I'm kind of not almost um, in a sense. So really, well, yeah. So uh, so the article is senators unveil bipartisan legislation to ban kids under 13 from joining social media platforms. So here's my beef. Okay, a couple a couple quick things. Okay, number one. Almost every social media platform does not allow kids under 13. So yep. it's like creating legislation that's enforcing something that the social media companies are already attempting to enforce, which seems completely and totally stupid to me. The other is that it kind of misses the point. Like it's saying that the platforms are dangerous for teenagers, but it's not really doing anything to make the platforms more safe for teenagers. It's just saying they shouldn't, they shouldn't be on it which doesn't really solve the problem at all, which is one of the points that like a youth committee made that they made in the article anyway. So yeah. to me, like it just totally misses the point and is uh, it's just spinning their wheels for absolutely nothing, basically, yeah. in my opinion. So uh, so from my view, I in theory, I think this is a good thing. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think okay. we've seen detrimental uh, issues with kids, especially sure. in terms of mental health and things that, they see on there and then the things that they do because they see on there because they believe that everybody does them and that's right. not true. Right. But let me read a couple of uh, uh, quotes from this article um, to highlight why I'm a little concerned. Like that's okay. why in theory I like it. In practice, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, first one, in what could be one of the most far reaching changes to the technology landscape, the bill seeks to create a government run age verification program that can certify users ages or parental status based on identification they upload to the government system or to a third party verifier. Okay. That's kind of an issue. We've seen these issues before. We've talked about these issues before with like that ID.me thing yeah. that you were forced right. to use for, I think it was the IRS. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And we know that these systems are not foolproof and not hacker proof. Right. And it's just basically a big giant honeypot for a hacker to get to. Okay. Yeah. The other comment that then highlights this. Okay. That data collection, uh, creates extra privacy and security risks for everyone. The yep. CCIA wrote in a letter to Utah Governor Spencer Cox last month um, that this mandated data collection would include collecting highly sensitive personal information about children, yep. including collecting and storing their geolocation to ensure they do not reside outside of the state when confirming that they are of the age to be using these services. So this is right. specifically around a Utah law that has been implemented to prevent kids from getting access to certain services. Yep. Yeah, it's an issue. 
Um, yeah. And I don't think we've figured out how to solve this issue in a safe manner. And having your kids have their identity stolen is like not a great thing because yeah. now you've got like 80 years of time to deal with having your identity stolen rather than, yeah. you know, when you're our age, it's only like 20 or 30 years. Right. right? Hey, like, listen, so, don't remind me of that. But so yes, yes, yeah. yeah <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, it just it just misses the point to me in like so many different ways. And but this is typical of lawmakers and we like right. which we see over and over again, like they're yeah. just they're so far behind the technological curve that they just can't create legislation that actually makes a meaningful difference. Yeah. And and this is I mean it's it's yeah. honestly just a complete and total failure in my in my eyes on their on their part to understand the technology landscape. Yeah, I and I think it's I mean honestly there is just so much to technology that yep. it's really hard unless you're super deep into it to think about all the nuances, right? To think about the security aspect yep. about it, to yep. think about the usability aspect to it, to think about like the fail safe aspect, like what happens if the verification system doesn't work? Like right. nobody can access your site anymore? Like well, I mean, is, and, is and, that how it defaults or is and, everybody able to access your site? And the government has proven over and over again that it's so great at building systems and websites. Like it's just, it's really excellent at it, except that it's not. So let's, anyway, let, let's move on. But yep. I, anyway, it is what it is. All right. So moving on to another social media uh, uh, story. Be Real says it has more than 20 million daily active users. Yeah. And I feel, wasn't there another Be Real? I yeah, well, this there's... is the pushback to the article that said it was losing steam that we talked about like maybe what, three weeks ago, something like that. Right. Um, so it's it's trying. It's a PR thing. They're trying to they're trying to say no no no. We're not losing steam. And uh, and okay, they've got 20 million daily active users. That's great. They are talking about unleashing a feature that will allow you to post two other photos, kind of throughout the day whenever you want, and that would potentially increase user engagement by quite a bit. Um, and I think honestly, that's a really smart move on their part. They're they're really kind of too far delayed, I think, in, in implementing it. But. You know, it, it. I still don't use it. Like, I still get the alerts, and I still. I'm like, no. I'm like, I'll get an alert in the middle of recording a podcast. I'm like, I don't. I can't do that right now. Like, I'm not gonna do that right now. I mean, maybe I will today. If it comes up today, I'll record. I'll take a picture of me and you recording. It'll be great. But otherwise, <laughs> not gonna happen. Well, so. as as you're doing that, and if you feel like you don't have any friends on Be Real, um, mm -hmm. oh, this is actually the same article. Um, so there, the, actually, in this article, was it this article or another article? Well, Be Real also announced. Real people, I think is what it's called. Okay. And they are now trying to get uh, well-known people on Be Real yeah, they to are. be able to post. And then They're you realness. can follow these people. So then it's going to make you feel bad about your real life by seeing famous people I, and how well, maybe, their real maybe lives not, are better. Like maybe, maybe they'll not. post a picture of themselves without makeup eating oatmeal in the morning. Like I do. I don't, I don't have makeup in the morning or eat, but I do eat oatmeal. So like. <laughs> Maybe that will be, maybe I'll be, I would love to see some real photos of like Brad Pitt walking his dog, picking up dog poop in the backyard. I like, that'd be great. Like I'd be, I could, I could identify with that. So I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, I, I, I really I need dog. to talk to your wife and get pictures of you before you put makeup on in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You should, I, you should. I look, I need I look hideous. It's a terrible look before that. So. I, I need the before and after yeah, of that. You, definitely, sure. you yeah. definitely do. All right. Uh, <laughs> next uh, social media article, uh, New York's MTA is abandoning bus and train alerts on Twitter saying it's um, no longer a reliable platform, which um, I think is very accurate at this point. So, so yeah. what's interesting on this is a part of this was driven by the fact that these organizations like the New York uh, MTA um, lost access to the API. were not able to automatically push content mm. 
yep. um, onto yep. Twitter. Right. And so, you know, like they're not hiring somebody just to type out tweets all day long. Like nope. that's not a thing. They're right. going to automate all this because they already have the data. They can just, I mean, yeah, just push it out. You, no big deal. you don't need these tweets to be human sounding. They just right. need to have the information. And yep. that is actually one of the great, had been one of the great services of Twitter, right? like getting yeah. uh, weather alerts, getting your, like your train things. I used to follow when I used to use Twitter, I used to follow Marta, you know, things like that. Um, so what's interesting is since this article came out, Twitter has flip-flopped and said like, no, no, we will allow free access to government organizations to be able to use the API to post their stuff. Because I mean, if only they had thought of that, like, oh, I don't know, first, like maybe, I don't, I mean, I'm just brainstorming, but like maybe you put a team together and you think through like, what are the implications of this decision that we're about to make? This Why do people massive? use Twitter? What you know, is the value there? I'm just, I'm just, let's just not it a little blow bit. that up. Like a little bit of whiteboarding session, you know, something <laughs> like that. Like just, just a little thought behind the moves is all I'm trying to say, you know, like just something to consider. Just a couple of seconds worth, at least. Yeah. At yeah, a minimum. Just, just a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, next next in the Twitter Twitter rant, Twitter's former CEO has a new app that looks a lot like Twitter. So I would be, love to see this takeoff. I'm just saying. So like, I'm, yeah, I'm it's called Blue Sky. It's Blue supposed Sky. to be decentralized. Yep. I'm not on it. I've it's invite only right left. now. I don't, yeah, I don't have an invite. Do you have an invite? I, no, I don't have an any, invite. Any listeners, do you have an invite to Blue Sky? Can you send, hook us up? Send us an invite. Let us let us Send know. me an invite first. We would like to be there. Then maybe I'll think about adding Adam mm -hmm. as an invite. Maybe. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Okay. But yeah, uh, yeah I it, it sounds good. But you know, honestly, I've gotten to the point where I've been off of Twitter. I've been off of yeah. posting like that for so yeah. long now that I don't. I don't know that I'm going to go back. So I, I will say I this. Think like, I've broken the habit. On the value of social media, um, I did I did rediscover a bit of value yesterday. Um, okay. So I've been off of Facebook forever. Like just, I mean, not off. Like I'm still there, but like I don't really post. I'm, I'm, I never really log in. Yep. Um, but then a friend of mine, my, my one of my kids has gotten into crazy carts and he's, he's which is like a go-kart that you can drift. It's like a drifting go-kart. It's really fun. And uh, one okay. of my friends sent that me a link. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. He sent me a link to a thread and he's like, hey, there's this, they're opening up this go-kart track for crazy carts on Tuesday night from 4 p.m. to midnight. You just go, it's 20 bucks. And so I ended up connecting with this guy over Facebook and we got the invite and we went last night and my son like rode like these crazy, like the, the listen, Crazy cards are, are, they're built by Razor, okay? And like by default, they're fun and you just get them and they, you know, you charge the battery for eight hours and then it, it, it rides for 30 minutes and dies. It's one of those kind of days. <laughs> These guys have souped up their crazy cards. There was one there last night. There was, there were two that were amazing. One would do 45 miles an hour. This is a very low to the ground, small cart doing 45. The other one would top out, I think they said at 60 miles an hour. It was, now the track we were on was so small, they couldn't possibly hit those speeds but it was insane to watch them like squealing through the turns. So all that to say is there are benefits to being on social media. You get opportunities <laughs> like this when you're part of communities and that's really cool. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't miss that. But uh, at the same time, I'm not still not sure that I'm going to be on there all that much more. So sorry for diverging there. I just thought it was a fun story. So okay, I, I need to see um, video of this. I have video and I will share it with you as soon as we are, uh, we're, uh, we're done here. It'll be okay. Love it. And love maybe it. I'll even put it on YouTube and throw it in the show notes. So, um, all right. So, uh, what was the next article? Oh, next article, uh, <laughs> Apple and Google team up to stop unwanted air tag tracking. So this has obviously been an ongoing problem. Uh, I mean, ever since air tags came out, this was mm -hmm. the main concern. They've done many things to try to eliminate this issue. 
And they're starting to team up with other competitors to also help eliminate the issue, which is kind of great. Yeah, so they're they're actually talking about, so this is, uh, the discussion here is, and it's interesting to see this, that Apple and Google, a lot of times they're adversaries. Uh, in right. this case, they're working together. Right. So there's discussion about adding this, uh, hey, identifying that, hey, there's an AirTag following you and yep. adding that into Android as yep. well. Yep. Um, so now it doesn't matter which platform you have in terms of your phone. You will know if if there's a device like this uh, right. following you. And there's discussion about other trackers like the Samsung and Tile trackers mm -hmm. to do the same thing with them. By the way, I didn't realize this just until the other day, but Tile was acquired by Life360. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. I've yeah. seen Tile ads inside of Life360, so I guess that makes sense. That's why. But, uh, yeah. but I've always just kind of ignored them. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I don't need something to track my keys. I know where the, I do the old school put them in the same spot in the house every day. It's cool. Or, or in I'm your pocket. Set. Like it's one of yeah, the two places. They're in one of pocket two places. It's pretty or simple. The bowl. Pocket yeah. or the bowl. Yeah. 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 Exactly. For me, it's a cubby, but you know, same idea. Same you know. idea. So yeah. yeah. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. Uh, next up on Google News, Google on why Authenticator Sync isn't end-to-end -end encryption, but option coming later. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. really what that is saying is, oh, we never thought about this because we should have just built it in in the first place because right. we're dummies. Right. So, but again, this goes back to like, okay, yeah. let's get a group around a table. <laughs> what are the possible drawbacks of doing it this way? Like, I just I just feel like a small, a short conversation makes it so obvious. Like, it's hey, so, we're doing something around security. Yeah. Should we do it safer? Yeah. Or like, or the like, answer's hey, always yes. Hey, we're doing something related to security. Is there a security-minded individual that we should run the details path? Like, like there's there's got to be more out there. I'm just saying. Like, you're not the only one, you know. So I'm hoping I, I'm not the only one. Yeah, but so I, anyway. I, I don't yeah. know. All right. Uh, next up in an article that I don't understand at all, but Sanjay made fun of me for. Uh, Lookout sells its consumer cybersecurity business to F-Secure for $223 million dollars and goes all in on the enterprise. I've never heard of Lookout. I've never heard of F-Secure. And Sanjay says it's ridiculous that I don't know these things. So Sanjay, tell this, me what I, why I care. Why do this, I care? What's happening? This little Apple bubble that you live in yeah. and you don't know anything. It's so, a gloriously designed bubble. It's very it, shiny. It's very clean. It's a very nice it's, gilded cage you live in over there. It's very effortless. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's great. So Lookout is an app for Android okay. that helps you figure out and make sure that you don't have any malware on your device. Got and it. F-Secure is a company that sells antivirus software when you're Got running it. Windows. That makes a lot of sense. They're actually a, I believe a Nordic-based country, uh, okay. a based company. Yep. Um, and it's actually uh, the one that I use. I, I researched this quite a bit. Um, many, many years ago, uh, I was in a talk, uh, that Kevin Mitnick was doing, yeah. um, over at MailChimp and, right. uh, he had recommended a certain company. That certain company is, uh, in a country that is not that friendly with the U S anymore, uh, has um, probably never been friendly with the U S hmm. and, uh, there was some question about whether they were using that access to spy on Americans. So I quickly moved off into Yikes. F secure, which is uh, a little bit friendlier of our country. Yeah. So what this really is saying is like, look, if you've got Android, if you've got Windows and you want probably a, a suite of tools to protect both ends of your of your products, F-Secure is probably going to be the way moving forward for you mm, um, yeah. because now that they've acquired Lookout, which was probably one of the best apps on Android to protect yourself from uh, viruses and malware. Um, and F-Secure, I think, does a great job too for, for Windows. 
Um, nice. There you go. You should take a look at F-Secure and uh, I don't know what Lookout's going to do. They're going to do enterprise stuff. So, you know, good luck. They'll with be that. they'll be secure. Next up, uh, Earth.com files for bankruptcy owing five million smackaroonies <laughs> for their domain name. Um, first of all, do you know Earth.com? I don't think so, I ever I, went to the site. I've never heard of Earth.com, number okay. one. Number two, when you pay $5 million for a domain name or you still owe $5 million for a domain name, which would imply that you probably paid more, that's it's probably not that surprising that you went bankrupt. Like, that's all, that's all I'm trying to say. Like, that's not that surprising so i mean i just went to the site and it basically yeah. looks like it's a news site for mm. like earth environmental like climate uh news yeah they could have just done because news.com for probably yeah. a fraction well, of that price and also like you got to realize like if it's related to environmental like people are just so concerned about it like they're going to go to the site in mass because they're just so Oh yeah, that's right. No, we're just killing the planet willy-nilly. I forgot. Sorry. My bad. I was I was confused about the dystopian future in which we're creating. You were thinking you were thinking Mars.com because everybody's yeah, worried yeah, about that. That would that would probably shockingly that would probably get more traffic than Earth.com. It probably yeah. would. Um yeah. so, or like trashearth.com actually this, might get more traffic in, in all fairness. You so. know, it's funny because back in the dot-com days and, yeah. and then even kind of in the resurgence. People have thought that, oh, a good uh, domain name is the thing that's going to tip it. And it's right. It's really right. not. No. Right. Like no, not. Yahoo. No. Come on. And Google, like yeah. made up words. Yeah. Right? It's really what you do behind it. Right. And that will cement the name into people's minds. Right. Yeah. And so uh, don't spend your money on the domain name. Spend your money on making the thing good. That's it. That's it. Speaking of uh, making the thing good or maybe being good while making the thing, uh, Microsoft quietly supports legislation to make it easier to fix devices. Here's why. That's a big deal. Uh, tip. It's a big deal because they're a big company and they don't want to make money off of broken devices. And that's unusual, oddly enough. That's yep. the, that's why it's a big deal. Like it's yep. a big deal because they're not dirtbags about it. Like okay, that's <laughs> so great. They, like that's a, that is a big deal. I mean, Props yeah. To Microsoft. Yeah. So they they were pushing in uh, Washington State, which uh, obviously is where they're headquartered, um, for this bill to pass. Um, and they asked for some some adjustments to the bill to make it a little bit more friendly. And and some of them are very reasonable to me. Like they asked, like, hey, um, this bill should only apply to devices made. Once the bill is passed, you know, is signed yeah. into law and afterwards, right. like, yeah, that makes sense. They don't want to go back and be like, oh, we've got all these old devices now that we have to support that we never thought about supporting and were never built or designed in a way right. to be able to be repaired easily. And this is going to be a pain. Like, I, I get that. Like, yeah. those are reasonable adjustments to make. Um, I wish the only thing I wish is that Microsoft in this process and, and now obviously it's public. I wish they'd been more, more vocal about it. Right. Like, don't be right. quiet about it. You've got a lot of power in the room. Um, and when you're a company like that, your your voice has a lot of sway. And to say, like, no, this is the right thing to do, not just from a business perspective, but from an environmental perspective and right. from a consumer rights perspective, it's the right thing to do. Right. Um, and it's good for all of us. And we can still be fine and make money because the argument on the other side always is like, oh, all the companies are going to go away because we can't make money anymore. And that's that's obviously not true. Right. Not just it. because it's a change doesn't mean you're not going to be able to make money. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, anyways, uh, let's move on to our AI segment here. Uh, oh yeah, AI, this is gonna a be good. AI political ads are here, and no one knows how to handle them. 
You know how Dude. I handle them? I handle them the same way I do Ignore all political ads. Is hang up I phones? You don't? Change the channel, skip so, okay, forward. But did you, did like you look at the ad in this article? I, I did look at the, uh, I didn't watch the ad. If it, that's what you're asking. No, yeah, like it, you had to watch it. Like it's a, it's a 30 second um, ad and they used all, like all create video created from AI. So fake video created oh, from yeah, AI. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, I did watch the ad now that I'm yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. So it was a, a very good, very compelling ad, I thought. I mean, like very well done, well crafted. And the dystopian future scenes that uh -huh. they created using AI were pretty shocking and really, really good. Um, so I, I mean, I thought it was really well done. It, it, but honestly, like, like it, it's the first ad using AI generated stuff, and like it's just the tip of the iceberg. Like it's all coming now. It's all happening. Yeah. So yeah, was, I, you know, I wonder. Crazy. Like this is you're right. This is the tip of the iceberg. How long is it until an amateur filmmaker like like let's say you or me yeah. can sit down and make a make crazy a movie, movie. Yeah. make a movie oh, yeah. that is cinema quality mm -hmm. based on just the idea that we have. It's not right? that far away. It it sounds insane, but it is not that far away. It really isn't. It's just yeah. wild to me. So. I, I I don't know how we deal with that. Like, how do we deal with the content and all that stuff that's going to be created and well, kind of yeah. the fracturing I mean, of of society a little bit? Because you know, there's there's important things that come from media and content like this. Is right. that you know, there's certain things that are kind of cultural touchstones that like everybody's watched. Like everybody's watched an episode of Brady Bunch, right? Like yeah, you know, you yeah, say yeah. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Like almost right. everybody knows that. Yeah. But Imagine if, if only like anything like that, like nobody widespread knows because there's just so much content that yeah, but the, there's the, not enough people that know this thing that now you have no way of relating to one another through these kind of comments. Yeah. I mean, yes and no though. I mean, I think the best stuff probably starts to rise to the surface surface. And so in some ways it, it would hopefully encourage us to create so, like, like the best content. Like, so it, it puts the ability to create content in the hands of people that, that otherwise wouldn't have it. That's and true. Therefore we can, I, I mean, ideally get, I mean like that, I mean, we're seeing that happen even in Spotify with music, right? Like, like yeah. one of our, like me and you, one of our favorite artists right now is Connor Price. And yeah. like, he's not on a label at, he has no right. label whatsoever. Yep. And dude is making millions of dollars because his music and his content is really good yeah. and it's just compelling. And so I think, like, I think it just takes people to the next level, I, you know? The, the interesting thing about him too, um, I was looking, I, I think he just had, had a new uh, track that dropped. I haven't yeah. listened to it, but okay. um, I, I read one of the comments on, on the Instagram post and it was like, you know, I, this person was saying, I love the fact that you post about these tracks and I don't have to wait to go listen to them. Yeah. They're live at the same live. time. Like, and what's interesting yeah. is that he is not doing albums no, right. In quotes, track, he, track, as, track. as he records cr tracks, he releases yeah. the tracks. Right. Yeah. So there's no like delay, like, oh, you know, Beyonce hasn't released an album in four years and maybe yeah. now we'll finally get one. It's like, you don't have that with Connor Price. It's like, um, wait a couple of weeks and there'll be a new track because yeah. he's been working on stuff and he's not yeah. like I love hold, that. holding them all up that. to do one album. So love that. Yeah. yeah it's fascinating. All right. <clears throat> all right. Next up, uh, Canva AI can turn photos into a professional headshot. And I would add the word ish to the ish. end of this because uh i sent you this in slack i tested I it um and yeah. tell, like I, I i uploaded a photo i went through the thing i erased the shirt 
and I typed in professional button-up shirt. It gave me a couple options. The one I sent you is by far, by far the best option. Tell me how that photo looks, Sunjay. I mean... Your your facial expression is funny. Uh, well, I mean, the facial the expression didn't change, man. Come on now. It's the shirt. It's the shirt that changed. Yeah. Right, um, right, right. Uh, th- I'm, I'm zooming in on the shirt. It's got some kind of weird buttony thing on your left shoulder. Yeah. I don't really understand what that is. Yep. Uh, wh- what kind of shirt were you wearing originally? I mean, I was just wearing like a plain, uh, like a t-shirt that was sol- a solid color. So okay. it replaced that t-shirt completely. But it like the the shirt looks like it's malfunctioning. Like the yeah. like the, the shirt, but I mean, it doesn't quite fit, and it sits on my shoulder weird, and one shoulder is kind of and fuzzy. You've got, like some kind of weird thing happening with your neck. I don't know if that's real or not. I don't. Uh, think if it it's is real, real, you need to go to the doctor because you've yeah. got like a, a hunchback thing kind of yeah. happening there that yeah, you need to get it checked sits out. It's very funky. So I so. yeah. I mean, like this idea of like AI putting different clothes on models is a, it's a yeah. great idea. And I think it's coming. I, I think the implementations at this moment are kind of crappy. Um, yeah. So and it, it, we've talked about stories similar to this before where like Levi's, I think, had this like yeah. person oh, yeah. scanning thing. Yeah. And then you could try on yeah. different jeans right. uh, without actually having to physically try them on and mm-hmm. then see yourself from like all angles that you normally right. can't see yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. So uh, it's, it's interesting. It's obviously not there yet, but right. just like, being able to make movies by typing it all out, you know, it's getting there. It's getting there. Mm -hmm. And then somebody that's having to deal with it, uh, and figuring out how to deal with it. AI is tearing Wikipedia apart. Yeah. So they've been having, uh, calls with their, uh, what is it? Editors, I think they're called, um, to talk about AI generated content and how, yeah, you can use it, but a lot of it's wrong and you can't just use it willy nilly. You've got to actually edit it and make sure and double check the things because yeah. I think they even mentioned in this thing that like chat GPT will hallucinate. They call hallucinate. It That's what it says. Yeah. Hallucinate. It will, it will hallucinate. It will make, make up, up articles and authors of those articles. <laughs> right. It will make up author names and it will even like conflate uh, scholar names and take like a lesser known scholar and like combine it with the better known scholar to make up a fake scholar name. Like it's, it's, it's like, I, uh, it's trippy. It's a little yeah. trippy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually asked one and I forgot which one now to write a bio of me because I wanted to see what it would come up with. Yeah. And it pulled stuff of people that are not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe there are other Sanjay Pareks out there that yeah. it's like, oh, this is probably the same person because there's only one person in the world with this name or something. Clearly. And clearly, and clearly I mean, it's yeah, it's obvious. such a unique name that yeah. nobody else would have it. Yeah, nobody else um, named Sanjay. But uh, they, it just kind of like put in like things that I'd done and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not any of these things mm-hmm. at all. Like, mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. don't do healthcare stuff because that will That's burst crazy. me out and I will pass out. So yeah, you and me both, man. I you just and me both. type on computers yeah. instead Bad stuff. Uh, all day long. All right. Uh, <clears throat> last up before Weird and Wacky, Fake Spot is acquired by Mozilla. So I had never heard of Fake Spot before. So I, no? I went I went down the rabbit hole and I even installed it in my browser. So apparently Fake Spot is a browser extension that allows you to spot fake reviews on sites like Amazon and eBay so that you you know, are not buying stuff that's scammy, which is kind of great. Uh, I, I love it. So I, I feel like I'll try it out. So I, I haven't gotten to try it yet. I just installed it this morning, but you know, <laughs> I'm looking forward to trying it. It's going to be great. But acquired by Mozilla, which I mean, is also great because right. I mean, they'll hopefully roll it right into Firefox. 
And they're, they're saying they're going to keep all 13 people that have been working on this and hopefully growing that team as yeah. well. Yeah, that's great. Um, so this is, I think, good news. Uh, I, I searched through the show notes real quick to see if we if I'd recommended this before. Oh, I definitely not. No. Um, mm -hmm. There's another app like this that I'd recommended that helps detect fake reviews like this. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, because that is definitely a scourge. And I think it's, you know, this is in yeah. this grouping of AI. It's only going to get worse because it is yeah. so easy it really um, is. to do this stuff. And actually... Um, uh, Mickey was not too long ago lamenting the fact that he's getting comments on his LinkedIn post that yeah, are clearly man. AI generated just yep. to get clicks and stuff. And it's like, yep. yeah, we, we can't have it's nice coming. things sometimes. No, we, we can't but, have nice things. But maybe we have technology that'll help us get the nice things back. Time That's for the, plan. the weird yeah. and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an axe One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. And we got one article for y'all in Weird and Wacky. Mm -hmm. uh, and the title is, it's it's actually a Mastodon post. Um, yep. Is your desk chair messing with your screen? Yep. So this person went down this rabbit hole. Uh, they were having problems with their monitor on their computer. And it seemed like it was only happening when they were coming on and off of their chair. Like their screen would disappear um, just momentarily. And they didn't understand. They switched chairs. And it, it seemed like it was related to the chair. And it turns out this was an Ikea chair that's uh, fabric covered and it was the suspension in it when you sat in it was creating a very strong electrostatic discharge that was creating a, a, a field, an electromagnetic field around it that was causing the screen to blank out. So the <laughs> chair was incompatible with the screen. <laughs> that's that's really the question. Like that should have been the, art, the article. It, 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 is your chair compatible with your screen you know like what like oh my gosh like that like reading the thread was pretty great too because he's like i did this and then i did this and then i yep. checked the cables and then i wiggled every cable and then i did this and then i i realized it was when i sat in my chair so then i went and got a different chair and i sat in that chair and then it didn't happen so then i went and got this chair and sat in this this ikea chair again and it happened again and then i started googling and then i found this thread <laughs> where other people were having this problem and oh my gosh this is a real thing and oh my gosh it was like it was like it was it was a great thread to read i really enjoyed I, so, I I yeah. so much appreciated his tenacity yeah. of yeah. figuring out what the problem was. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> a lot of people would be just like, okay, this chair works, that chair doesn't work. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Well, right. like and I gotta I gotta wonder, like, what is that moment like when you have the epiphany? that your desk chair is interfering <laughs> with your computer monitor? Like, like, like what? goes through your like am i bugged is the chair bugged is the cia listening like what is happening right now like it's gotta totally freak you out a little bit it, you know it, like it does because it really yeah. doesn't make any sense because it's, it's just a chair crazy. it's just nuts it's it's not a plugged in chair or anything yeah. it's just mm -hmm. a chair it's just a chair all right, Adam, it is tech rec time. What do you have for us this week? All right, so I've been trying out Dropbox Capture. So Dropbox Capture is a little program and you can use it to quickly capture videos. So you can capture you talking, like talking head video of you just talking to the screen or uh -huh. a screen share or a screen share with like a little circle with your, your head in the bottom doing a, like doing a presentation or whatever. And as soon as you hit, it stop recording. It automatically uploads and then pulls that that up in your browser and gives you a link. And then you can immediately share that link 
with someone that that message is for. And so I'm, I'm really, I'm very, very, very impressed with it. The only problem I'm having with it right now is that when I record, my mouth and my audio are not synced. Huh. And I think that's related to me having an external camera and an external microphone. Yeah. Um, and, and so the problem, so I, I, I'm not going to be able to use it because I don't, that that's going to be distracting for people. Right. So, uh, the, it, it's, it, if I was, then I was hoping, well, well, hopefully I could upload videos to it. Well, yeah. No, you can't upload videos to it. it. You have to use it to get, so anyway, I'm hoping it's going to continue to improve and get better. And then I can sort of fix that problem. But ultimately I'm incredibly impressed with it other than that one minor syncing issue. So I think, do, it's, I think do, it's you, do you have like a regular webcam that you can use that, Maybe I, I could try it. I could try that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but to me, that kind of defeats the purpose. Like I, I don't, I think I could run OBS and run a virtual camera through OBS and delay my video by a split second. And that would probably match it up. Yeah. Um, so if I'm willing to take that and I may, I may do that. I may take that extra step and do that. Yeah. Just to use this, but I, I'm incredibly impressed with the software. I just got to get it working for my particular setup. So, yeah. So yeah. L- listeners realize that here over at uh, tech talk y'all and edgewise media, we roll hot. And yeah, we, we got, use fancy cameras and fancy microphones. We got some case, stuff. Yeah. In case you've never seen video yeah. of us, uh, us recording. We, we gotta, we gotta look the part, you know, have the stuff. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. I will say like, like the, the, to me, like this tech rec plays into, I, I, I fully believe that at some point we're going to get more seriously into video messaging as yeah. a culture where rather than us typing out some super long email, we're actually just sending a quick video message to people. Uh, yeah. To me, it's, it's almost ridiculous that we don't do that right now, honestly, because it's so much more effective, so much better communication. So I think this is kind of one step in that direction. I mean, I've, yeah. I've recommended Vidyard on this show before. The problem with Vidyard is you that you auto it auto puts the the videos into Vidyard, and I, I don't think you can get them back unless you're on a paid account. So you can't download your own videos unless you're a paid account, and right. then it becomes a whole thing. So. Um, I, I like this as a potential replacement for that, but yeah. again, I've got to get the syncing issue working. I, so. I will make a plug for anybody that's going to use this. If you're going to do this and do like a, a presentation, don't do it without your own face and uh, face on there, like talking yeah. because the, the disembodied head, I, yeah. I had this problem a lot of times. I used to do that event startup riot and people would be like, Oh, can I just play a video instead of presenting? I'm like, no, that's not the point No, because Playing a video creates no emotional connection right. between right. you as a presenter and the audience. That's right. Right? Like, I, why would I come to an event and and watch a video? And the same thing should be here. Yeah, you are sending a video, but if your video, if the, the picture of you, you know, video of you talking has that opportunity to create that emotional connection, they can see you, they can see you speaking, and it, and it makes it a little bit more lifelike and real. So if you're going to do this, like, definitely think about, you know, leaning towards having your video yeah. on there and yep. not just hiding it away and just having a voiceover. That's it. That's um, it. I think it'll be a lot better that way. So, all right, Sanjay, that's good advice. And what is your tech rec for us today? Uh, so I found something that I just stumbled upon. Uh, it has floated to the top of hacker news and I was like, Oh, this is really interesting. So it's called news minimalist. Okay. And it, I think it's somebody that's, uh, like a solo person that's built this, but basically they are using chat GPT to analyze the daily news and rank it all and then give you only the top news. So you don't need to read all that garbage. Oh, I love this. Only the significant news. And you could actually sign up for their newsletter and it will only give you the news that's at the top part of it. Now on their site, they actually have a little slider bar and it's, you know, I think it starts at six or something like that. 
Um, and you can slide it down and increase uh, the amount of news. Like, hey, I want uh, everything that's 3.0 and above. And so for today, right now, it's 450 articles. Well, that's too many for me to read. So I'll move back up to seven. It's two articles. Yeah. Right? I only got to read two articles to really know what's really significant happening today. Yeah. And so um, the, the point of this person that that made this is like, look, news sites are broken their employees have to just keep generating more and more content. But a lot right. of that stuff is things you don't need to know. It's not significant. Right. And so this site is really about analyzing and to give you only the most significant news that, you, love that you need to know. I about. love so, this. this. So check so it out. Yeah. Newsminimalist.com. There's a link in the show notes to get you over there. Uh, but you can sign up for it. And I have already signed up for it. But I used a DuckDuckGo private email address to do yes, that. Yes, you did. Yes, um, you did. So we'll see how it goes with that. Well, all right, Sanjay, uh, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They cannot find me on Twitter because I'm not there anymore, but they can find me on my website, sanjayparik.com. What about you, Adam? Find me on my website, adamjwalker.com and uh, sign up for my newsletter. And it'll be maybe not as interesting as News Minimalist, but maybe more. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So. I just I just noticed that News Minimalist even has an RSS feed. So you can just like funnel that into stuff. It's Boom. Doo-doo-doo!